We try to play with great pace. We try to play with great pace. Ran a lot of pick and roll, pick and pop uh, type actions. Oh, you'll see us play. Some people look at the guy next to him and say, what the hell was that shot? Hell, I could have been Gronk before Gronk was Gronk. Welcome back to another edition of A Banger Hangs and Daggers, a Coronation podcast. I am your host, Patrick Gerhardt, and with me, as always, is Nate McHugh, Kevin Knight, and our own little baby Yoda, Greg Mahachko. Yeah, How I'm are not, we doing tonight, boys? I'm not saying anything except this little explanation to say that I'm not saying anything. This is your guys' show. I already have a show. Do you really? Yeah, it's the number one <laughs> podcast on, on Coordination Radio. It's the Five Heart Podcast. Maybe you've heard of it. I think we've talked about you it. You guys have a there. Mm, doesn't ring a bell. No. All no. right. And I don't goodbye. think I've heard of it. Goodbye, guys. Jerks. <laughs> uh, okay, for those of you playing at home, we are currently recording on New Year's Eve. Why? Because, well, none of us have lives. We... um. Couldn't get over the Christmas break well enough to schedule anything of importance. Actually, in all honesty, uh, half of us uh, have kids. Um, the other half is just smart enough not to go out on New Year's Eve. So we decided to do a podcast, and it's been a little bit. Nebraska's had two games. First one they lost to North Dakota. Did you guys watch that one? I watched the second half, actually. I was buying a car and missed almost all of it, and... Then when I got home, there was another game that I preferred to watch because it wasn't one that was going to lose. So, well, it was not going well at halftime. So, no, it, just for a short little update, Nebraska lost in University of North Dakota, seventy-five, seventy-four. If you look at the stats, North Dakota led a vast majority of the game. Nebraska kind of came back in the end. The stats were almost identical. Field goal percentage, both teams shot 47% from the floor. Nebraska had the edge on the three-pointers at 42% versus UND's 35%. Turnovers, 13 for UND, 11 for Nebraska. Rebounds, 34 for UND, 35 for Nebraska. That was really surprising considering we usually... Anyway, it was a close game. Nebraska could not pull it off at home. Big win for the fighting Sioux. No, they're no longer the Sioux, are they? No. They're the, the Fighting Hawks. Hawks. The Hawks. The Hawks. Why they couldn't pick a cooler mascot? When, in all honesty, I understand why they dropped the Sioux, but the Sioux is a cool name, and it was Fighting Sioux. So anyway, they went to the Hawks. They beat Nebraska. However, Nebraska came back at home just a few short days later and beat the Fighting Islanders. The Fighting Islanders of Texas A&M Corpus Christi, now, 73-52. Can I, can I interject briefly? Because up until you mentioned that, I forgot something relative to uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with this show on HBO, not on HBO, on um, Netflix called Last Chance You. Yep. It, yeah, very nice no, show. Yeah. yeah, well, I also went to a community college in Illinois. Not related to any of those, didn't even have football. Uh, but freshman year, uh, well, actually freshman and sophomore years, I worked for 
the men's basketball team is like, you know, the student manager, water boy, you know, film guy, whatever it was. Uh, and my best friend on that team, Derek Murphy, was from the Chicago area. And I thought, yeah, yeah we're going to rule the school sophomore year. And I find out that he didn't come back sophomore year because he went to play school or play basketball at Texas A&M Corpus Christi. So sophomore year sucked. Thanks, Murph. Carry on, guys. We need more interjections like that more often. I'll do my best. Yeah. Say 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 Second stuff hit. that's relevant to me, and then I'll I'll have it's anecdotes. It's for like you. the first few episodes you were on here. You were truly Baby Yoda. You didn't say much, and now you're like you're like Toddler Yoda. Noted. This is great. I like it a lot. Noted. Uh, I'm not going to give any spoilers to anybody who hasn't seen the end of the first season of Mandalorian, but uh, I'll try to be more like slightly older Baby Yoda. We need awesome. more mud horns. That's what we need. We need more mud horns for you to save Ooh, us from. Ooh, nice. I'm halfway through that episode. I need to finish it one of these nights. So, yeah. Nebraska came back, spanked the ever-living crap out of Texas A&M Corpus Christi. They were a slow team. Nebraska's fast pace just beat the ever-living heck out of them for the most part. They shot better in all the things. They shot better off the floor. They had more. They had less turnovers. They rebounded just slightly better. With that said, A&M did shoot better from beyond the arc at 38% versus Nebraska's 28. They were they were a little rough there, but. For the most part, Nebraska played a pretty solid game against the Islanders, and this is the last non-conference game before conference starts this Friday against, I think, every Big Ten fan's favorite team, the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. That is one Big Ten fan base's favorite team. <laughs> we know that much, at least. So, yeah, but you know what? Tech, they're 10-3. They're and three. They have played a pretty soft schedule in the grand scheme of things. Their net rating, which is what the NCAA tournament goes off of right now, is currently like around 36-37. And they have upset wins over Wisconsin. And then, at that time, number 22, Seton Hall. So, the Rutgers team that we're used to, that usually kind of plays with us in the bottom half of the Big Ten for the past few years, or really ever since they got in, might actually have a little bit of talent this year and might actually be a formidable foe. I'm not 100% because I really haven't watched him at all this year. No really reason to, and I don't think I can because, I don't know, it's Rutgers. I don't know what, what they play on. Probably Flow Sports. Remember that one from a few weeks ago, eh. guys? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I can say um, – the Seton Hall win was fairly impressive because unlike a certain other school that was let into the conference in 2014, they not only beat Seton Hall, they beat Seton Hall when Seton Hall had Miles Powell on the team actively playing rather than out with an injury. So that win was actually doubly impressive, whereas the Maryland Terrapins went Seton Hall and lost when they didn't have Miles Powell or their star big man. So that was pretty embarrassing by Maryland there. Uh, but I did um, I did say, I'm going to toot my horn for a second, that Rutgers might actually be better than people expect them to be and that uh, they're, they're going to be a tough out um, as they've started to show themselves to be. No, I would have to agree. I mean, everything I'm seeing so far, at least in terms of the stats and the games they've played, they're, they're good. 
um, at least as of now. <sighs> we could be wrong. I mean, Nebraska doesn't exactly play well on the road, and nobody has really played well on the road at all this year in the Big Ten. So, oh, this, this one's in Lincoln, though. They're not in the rack. I thought it was in Piscataway. Nope, uh, Lincoln this time. Um, it, they play at the rack later this season, I believe, but the first game up is in Lincoln. Oh. The uh, the key to this one um, is going to be something that the Huskers are generally not particularly good at, rebounding, because Rutgers is a terrible shooting team generally, but they make up for it with just being a uh, – dedicated rebounding team on the boards. So if you can go to bat with them on defensive rebounding, uh, deny them second chance offensive points, then that'll be key. Is that a game on Friday? Yep. Yeah, it's on Friday. Friday. God, you're right. Yeah. It, is, it is in Lincoln. Yeah, because I got tickets to that game. game. God, I'm so taking my, I rid of them. my beautiful, lovely wife to that game. <laughs> She's standing here, so... So you know, I, I'm so she's going to that game. She's going to be hugely impressed by the quality of the basketball she's going to see between Nebraska and Rutgers. And while I had the choice between Iowa or Rutgers, I thought, oh, Nebraska probably has a better chance against Rutgers. But really, is is there any reason to think that we should win that game? And at the same token. Is there really any reason to think that Rutgers is going to win this game? I mean, I think it's just a coin flip. I mean, just based off of, you know, how Nebraska can go from losing to North Dakota and then, you know, then they beat Texas A&M Corpus Christi by over 20 points. And just to, you know, just to get, you know, bump up Texas A&M Corpus Christi a little bit, they were beating Texas A&M by 14 points at one point. They're leading them. They ended up losing to Texas A&M, but it was only by three. So it's not like they haven't played close to anyone. You know, Vanderbilt, you know, they lost by five. So, I mean, I guess that makes you feel any better. But, you know, I I just don't – I that's the frustrating thing, frustrating thing is I don't know who we're – you know, which Nebraska team we're going to see. Well, there is one other uh, sort of weird factor – uh, working towards Nebraska's favor right now. And that is as of right now. And as of when this podcast will drop, the big 10 is 13 and one in games played by the home team. And Nebraska will have home court advantage. Now yep. there's a couple games on Thursday night. And I think Nebraska Rutgers is the first game Friday night up in the big 10. So it might, it, it'll be, very possibly could be different than 13 and one in terms of the loss columns for home teams by the time this one tips off, depending on how Thursday's games go. But as of right now, 13 and one overall. That is true. Except for, I don't believe in any of those statistics. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's no, another thing: the, the, the very- crowd, the crowd will be sparse because, as well as Nebraska fans do show up for Husker basketball. When it comes to like the holiday breaks and whatnot, it it if you've gone to Pinnacle Bank Arena, it it can be kind of sparse, especially in the student section when everybody's still away on break. This could be a game where the crowd could be dead enough to maybe, you know, play a factor in the in in that win or loss. You know what I mean? 
um, the energies may not be there. So if the Huskers do come out flat and do start out poorly, it could be a little bit tougher for them to get out of a rut. Again, I'm speaking hypothetically. Off past experiences. If it and is really is, quiet. And this is Nebraska ball we're talking about. If it is really quiet, then a certain someone in the stands should very loudly yell bangs and dags as a ad. The SB Nation's Nebraska basketball podcast, bangs and dags. Yep. During For a quiet moment. We, yeah. During a quiet moment, we want to hear that on TV, Nate. Coronation's yeah, only podcast. The best podcast in Coronation. Today, uh, a couple days, or yeah, two days ago, I learned that one of the parents at our JV games um, almost got kicked out, I guess. And I, you know, I was, I was worried about other things, but I guess he waits until it's super quiet to then yell at the refs. So it's not like he um, screams at the refs when, you know, if they miss a foul or whatever. He waits until, you know, Someone calls a timeout. No one's talking, and then he then he then takes the, oppor- the opportunity to just go at him. And uh, I wish I could have heard it, but so uh, I might take you know a few pointers from him as far as uh, when to yell out um, our podcast, so everyone else can listen. Yay! Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm not yelling crap, just so we know. <laughs> <laughs> We're we're a lively bunch tonight. Hey, did you guys hear about um, that actress who stabbed her husband? No, it was recently. Yeah, no. um, uh, Reese um, Reese uh, Witherspoon. No, no, it was with a knife. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Hello. Yeah. That's all I got. That's all you got. <laughs> and I fill hook, line, and sinker for it. <laughs> I need sleep. <laughs> I appreciate that. I went, at, so. I, went at, I went into work at 6. I went into work early this morning. I stayed through late. I don't get sleep. I fall for dad jokes hard right now. <laughs> God. All right. Well, well, all right what so else our, is- what, is anything gonna, going on? I have a question. Is and Kevin could answer this. Is there anything else interesting going on with Big Ten basketball right now? Um, well, so Thursday, uh, Wisconsin Ohio State uh, should be decent. Um, then this weekend on Sunday, for the fifth straight time, Michigan Michigan State will be on Sunday with both teams being in the top 15 and uh, is, is it Ohio state Maryland? No, that's next week. Um, there's one other, let me look it up really quick. There's one other decent game on Sunday. Uh, th- give me one second. We well, you know, I, I'd be interested in watching Michigan, Michigan state play. 2 uh, 30 PM CBS for that one. Or one thirty, one thirty. 1.30 God's time. Oh, yeah. No, uh, that's Eastern time. one <laughs> thirty <laughs> Eastern time, 12.30 oh, okay. Central time. There you go. Oh. Wait. Okay, yeah. Well, fantastic. You know? If I get the chance, I'll watch it. 
So, you know, I am somewhat impressed by John Howard. You know, they're they're probably playing a little bit. He, he came in with a lot of talent, I think, but, you know, good for him. I, you know, I've said in the podcast that we, I, we, we, we both poo pooed it. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, and, no, you know what? and we could end up being right in the end, but as of right now, you know, it seems like he's doing just fine, you know, uh, just kind of like Bo Pelini. We'll see when he actually gets his guys in. Yeah, after a couple of years and see how it goes. His, so. his recruiting's been good so far, honestly. Sadly, I was yeah, very I devastated mean, it, by this. Yeah, class. I mean, he he did well this first time around. So, which reminds me. Oh yeah, we got a new commit tonight, December thirty first, twenty nineteen. Right before twenty twenty, Nebraska lands twenty twenty forward. His name is Lat Mayen, L A T, as in he's got lats. But looking at his picture, he he really doesn't. Anyway, he's six foot nine, which kind of goes against the grain. Usually, Fred for Nebraska likes to get six foot eight guys. Uh, he's from Australia originally. He is currently playing at Chipola College, if I pronounce that right. Chipola. Greg, you're you're a linguist. Did I say that right? Yeah, we'll go. With Greg that. died. No, Greg he, died. Greg's here. He uh. He, it reminds. Remind me how you spell the guy's name, and I'll double check. No, it's L- the L- college. L A T M A Y E N, and he's currently at Chipola College. C H I P O L A. Chipola. Yeah, that's it. It's it's a lot. Or you know, if you want to go nineties, if you want to go back to the nineties, it'd be like Chipola. Never mind. I'm done. Nice. Ricola. Good job. Thanks. Yeah, Ricola. I still have some of those. So he's every on occasion. Anyway, like the, he the went same, there. Wait, wait, the, sa- the same pack from 19... You, wait, you still have the same pack of Ricolas from 1997? That's impressive. Uh, that that kind of came out that way, but no. I think I think this one's from at least 2016. <laughs> anyway, he's currently averaging nine points per game, 8.1 rebounds, and three assists, all while shooting 40% from the three-point line. He's not a bad little player. Should do well in uh, in Fred's system as long as he stays. So I uh, didn't do a whole lot when he was at TCU. I think he appeared in like 17 or so games, eight minutes total. He was a little in. He had some injuries going on there. So we'll find out more about him as the time comes. But uh, yeah, right now it's him and Teddy Allen from Western Nebraska Community College in that 2020 class. Should be a good pickup as far as I can tell. Um, yeah. You guys have any thoughts on him? Uh. Jamie Dixon, he's at TCU. He's doing a pretty good job. And, you know, I think he was at Pitt before this. And uh, he was success, very successful there. And so, you know, I guess if you want to feel any good about this commit, maybe it's the fact that Jamie Dixon, I assume, brought him there. And so and he has a pretty good eye for talent. They're more talented than they've probably ever been, TCU has. So... Well, they're in the mighty Big Twelve Conference, one of the one of the power conferences for basketball. Eh, eh, Did anyone? I, <laughs> I know what you're referencing, right? You're are you referencing the? Uh, uh, maybe never mind. Let's see. I, on Twitter last night, uh, Chris Hetty referenced like the, the Power Five conferences uh, basketball. Um, I think top. 25 is, I don't know. I forgot what it was. 
But he said power five, and then some people really got on him saying, no, no, that's a college football thing. You know, in college basketball, there's essentially a power seven. I don't know what they call, you know, no, they call it. Power six, uh, Big East. If you want to call it power five in basketball, then just drop the Big 12 and uh, add the Big East to your list of P5 conferences. But someone said seven, and I was wondering what I was wondering if the seventh was. I knew that if you said six. Would that be at the Atlantic 10? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking of good basketball conferences um, outside of the power. Okay, let's be honest. Everybody refers to the Power Five for just about every sport. True. Yeah, um, that's just what people were saying to him. I mean, it's yeah, I know the 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 purest, the elitist, however you want to look at them in basketball, they will throw in the other conferences. They're not wrong. It's just that nobody cares. <laughs> let's be honest. Because <laughs> people were upset. Okay, maybe I. Maybe this is something to talk about. People are they continue in Omaha to get upset at the Omaha World Herald for paying so much attention to Nebraska, particularly Nebraska basketball. You know, because uh, I guess they'll send uh, people to more away games. I, I I think I remember seeing than they will to Creighton away games. Or you know, I'm, but I I would guess if they told us that they would get more clicks. You know, off of Nebraska basketball articles than they will on for Creighton, even though they're, you know, Creighton's the same city and everything. But uh, so, yeah, they're going to report, you know, they're going to report on Nebraska and they bring up the top five, sorry, the power five conferences. And he listed off whatever the the numbers were, I think, I'm looking for right now, but. it happened to be that the Big East was actually like the number one in that listing, and he left them out. So then people are saying it's a conspiracy by the Omaha Herald and all that. And I just think, I just think that they they pay attention to Nebraska because that's what people want to read about. They they have to have the analytics to show, or they wouldn't do it. Okay, here, here's I found it. Number of teams ranked in the top fifty of Ken Palm by conference. Pac-12 is four. The SEC is sixth, ACC six, Big Twelve six, and then Big Ten is eleven. And what he left out was uh, the Big East has seven. So, yeah, I guess people are <laughs> pretty upset about that. Uh, so I don't. Know. I'm sad. I don't. I don't care much about Creighton, so I don't. I didn't care, but obviously some people do. I, I will say our our recruit all- is too tall. By the way, going back to, <laughs> to that one real quick, he's too tall. Uh, they they can't be past six eight or I don't trust them based on Hoiberg's recruiting thus far. Um, hey, I'm not the yeah. only one. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I mean he he seems like a a good get. So uh, nice to have a a big man, um, so to speak, in this one. Um, and I was wrong. Wisconsin Ohio State is on Friday night and tips off an hour before Nebraska. So feel free to watch the first half and Ooh. then dish it for the better game. And uh, it is number 23 Penn State at number 21 Penn State on Saturday is the other good one. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, Penn State at Penn State? No, no, number 23 Iowa. Did did I say number 23 Penn State? I meant number 23 Iowa. It's New Year's Eve. Cut me some slack. Uh, (laughs) um, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time on BTN. Which is weird. That might be a good game. Yeah, a top 25 matchup, and it's on BTN instead of 
uh, uh, more national cable. Okay. Wait, where's it, it's where, 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 where is it at? Uh, it's at Penn State. Oh, that, that's because nobody's going to be at that game. Like you're gonna you're gonna watch that game on BTN and the fan the stands are gonna be like two thirds empty. Well, let's see. They they cover up the entire upper deck, which is new since um, that was the first road arena I went to in the Big Ten. One of only two actually that I've been to besides Breslin Center, and they didn't have the curtains. But now they have the curtains to block off the upper deck because they never fill it up. Um, but yeah, that one really hurts our attendance averages. Um, yeah, no, it's Penn state. Uh, they could be good at basketball. Their, their fans just don't show. They don't care. I mean, I get it. I get it on weeknights, but on weekends it, it's ridiculous, especially when they actually do have a decent season. Like right now, how empty that arena will be, but it's still the holiday break. No, like this is Penn State. Period. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it it doesn't it's, matter it's, for that. It's not. It's not football. It, it's 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 not football. They won't show. They they really don't care about basketball. Well, basketball is a secondary sport. Uh, it's like a fourth. It's like the fourth there. It's fourth there in <laughs> in Happy Valley. Yeah, even their hockey program uh, sells out. See, um, although they they do have a brand new very. Very nice hockey arena, and they did really well right from the get-go with uh, getting in recruits and building a program. But yeah, th- I don't even think they've been. They, they haven't had a program for more for ten years, have they? No, not even that. It's yeah, I mean, it's, five roughly. I mean, when they created a hockey program is when we were able to create the Big Ten hockey. Conference. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it, it, they have not had a team very long, but they've been formidable enough within a very, very good hockey conference. To, and I think people just jumped on it. Can and I, even their uh, wrestling program, I mean, their, their national championship multiple times wrestling program, I think pulls better than basketball. It's just, it's, it's odd. That's all. Volleyball does too. But I mean, they, they have too big of an arena. Although it gets uh, dinged pretty badly in people's opinions of it. But honestly, I, I thought it was perfectly fine. I mean, it's a it's, nice uh, place. Yeah, like it's a perfectly acceptable, sterile 90s arena. Like there wasn't really anything particularly wrong with it. In in my view, it was a, a 90s arena. I mean, it's not. It was like Devaney before Nebraska moved out of it. Uh, I mean, newer. Newer, but, but I mean, yeah. but it was basically, it was kind of, you walk in there, it's like, this is about, this is sterile. Um, there's nothing wrong with it, but there's nothing great about it, you know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we proceeded to lose that game. I'm 0-2 in road games against Penn State. I'm never going to another road game against Penn State. The other one was at the Palestra, as we talked about in a, in a earlier podcast this year. Um, uh, but, yeah. Yes. One of my bucket lists. A must visit. So, yeah. Sure. So, what else we got, guys? <laughs> well, it's the end of the year. Or as this will drop, it's the beginning of a new year, a new decade, if you fall into that line of thinking. And uh, what have been some of your favorite Husker basketball memories of uh, the the 2010s? My favorite, my favorite, just hands down. Um, so this is your number one. Let's my number one, yeah, yeah, I will give an actual number one. It, it was no sit, uh, no sit Sunday. I was there. I stood the entire time. Uh, 
it was great. We, I was there with, uh, at the time, my girlfriend, my current wife, and we went out with friends beforehand, had a, beforehand, had a great time, went to the game, had an even better time. I think I lost my voice for a couple days after that game. It, uh, it, was, it was a huge win uh, over a really great Wisconsin team, and over the last 10 years, that probably sticks out as the number one for me. Well, you know, the problem with that question is that there is not a whole much – there's not a lot to pick from. You know, I did so, do a countdown for anybody yes. interested in 10 uh, of top top wins. Uh, feel free to tell me I'm wrong in the comments if you disagree with any of them, but got to get that that uh, ad in there. You know, you know I uh, – yeah, yes. Yeah, Kevin had two uh, – um, two articles on the top um, ten wins of the 2010s, and very uh, good article. If you haven't read it, yes. I recommend you go to coronation.com and and read it. Kevin Kevin did Kevin knocked it out of the park. Yeah, Kevin does a really good job with this, so I would I suggest checking it out. Um, as far as you know, because you know Patrick took the easiest one, which is No Sit Sunday. You know, and I remember watching it. And like this is gonna sound lame, but like being hopeful for the program finally, when the, when you know Nebraska needed that win, and and even though and I've said this already, even though it wasn't a for sure that we'd get in the NCAA tournament, I mean it was pretty much you know widely accepted that if Nebraska beats Wisconsin there that they're in and it, it had just been so long, you know, to feel like, see that, that essentially that this program can, can actually do something and actually be successful. And I've, I've said time and time again, the Nebraska basketball is a sleeping giant. Whenever, you know, unfortunately Tim miles couldn't do it. And now we got Hoiberg, but you know, you have the facilities, this fan support, the money, you know, and that was the first time I thought, okay, here we go. Maybe this is it. Unfortunately, you know, uh, we hit, you know, we ran into Baylor and then uh, in the NCAA tournament. And then next year we just, I don't know. I don't know what happened to that team. They, I don't know. They, they, they just. Do you remember, uh, just, do you remember the stats from that year? Nebraska just was shooting horrific. stats. Oh uh, no, no! Like across the, we were in the bottom of the Big Ten for just about every stat that year. And it was almost the same team, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was. It was. There was games we should not have won that year. Yeah. Oh, are you talking it about was, the year that we did make the the tournament, or the yeah. the next year when we didn't? The the year we made the tournament. Okay. Like, like if uh, you look at if you look at the stats that year, we there was a lot of games we barely won, and it it, it was yeah. Anyway. Well, which kind of goes into what I was going to say is that that year was kind of a magical year in a way, you know, and that shows you <laughs> the 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 difference in the standard for what a magical year is for Nebraska basketball compared to oh, let's say Kevin's Michigan State team, because you know we, we won the games at the end of the year we needed to win, and uh, so I mean, I guess as far as you know. The past ten years, that would be, I guess, my thought. Um, so I am going to start off my list with uh, the 
unfortunately, one and only game that I made it to that was a win. Um, so I'm going to go right off the bat with the, the best one in person um, of Delaware State at Nebraska in December of 2017. That is my one and only game so far at PBA, unfortunately. But the Huskers won it 85-68. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, what what I, more do you want? Yeah, I don't know if, if – uh... Uh, so if, if we're going to ask for a top five, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to give you much more than that. Uh, you know, because we were, we were talking about earlier about our, our top five favorite sports moments for the, over the past decade. And um, so I'll, I'll cheat a little bit. Uh, uh, Kevin, do you have five? Um, yeah. Yeah, I got um okay. I got five. I'll you wanna, count that one as part of my. Oh, top that's five one of them. Okay, so I, I'm going to start with uh, something that is very personal, personal to me. Um, I was on the coaching staff for Owen Murdoch when we upset uh, Winnebago in the state tournament in 2016. Uh, Winnebago, I believe, had won 50 games in a row at that point, and we're at Devaney. And the entire place was packed. And if they fit 8,500 people in there, 7,000 of them were there to watch Winnebago. They weren't there to watch us. And um, we somehow, uh, I guess kind of a, a story for the coaching staff is that uh, at halftime we were outside talking and ha- down the hall was a, uh, a, um, like a sports reporter or anchor um, for a TV station further west. And what we did know is that he was doing essentially uh, the report, the post-game report, that he had to send, even though it was halftime, he had to make two different reports. And it was, you know, Owen Murak, you know, fails to beat Winnebago. And then he, then the one we did hear was saying, you know, Winnebago, you know, walks away or is going to the state championship game. Or it was something to that effect. And that's all we heard. And our head coach at the time, Shelsta, Matt Shelsta, was not happy. <laughs> he said something to him. And I'm not going to say what he said. But, you know, he brought say that it. feeling in. What? Say it. No, I'm not going to do it. Um, and cause that's between us. But uh, he brought that feeling into the locker room. And I think that could have been one of the very important reasons why we, you know, we ended up beating him. So, uh, one of our guys, uh, their best player, uh, um, Pat, uh, David Winget, um, tossed the ball off the backboard and dunked it. And like the beginning of the game, I'm like, oh, here we go. And that was on like ESPN and all that. So that was kind of fun to be a part of. So that was, I guess, my one of my five, I guess. So, Kevin. Um, so actually, I'll I'll do the same thing. I'll do top five sports moments of the decade and count the Nebraska ball one as separate. Um, so number five for me is uh, also going to be the only Nebraska uh, Cornhuskers specific moment in that it was uh, I'm going to go with my bachelor party that I did with Detroit Lions at uh, Green Bay Packers in 2015 when Amir Abdullah uh, 
managed to tie the franchise record for kickoff return. Um, and also the Lions won at Green Bay for only the second time at that point in my lifetime. So that was pretty cool. And I mean, it was my bachelor party with my two brothers. So that was pretty fun. So does Green Bay hold the same disdain in your heart that they do for me? I, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely hate them more than any other NFL team. <laughs> even, even yes, the Patriots, even more than them. Although yeah, I do I just, hate Tom Brady, the Michigan grad, you know, the, the most, but. There are so many Packers fans around here. And I just think, you know, and one of my good friends is a Patriots fan, but I just think it, it is so easy to be a fan of those teams. I mean, the, I mean, like they don't have to go through any hard times, you know, especially if you're a Patriots fan lately, like, Oh, he didn't make the playoffs. Oh, that's too bad. You know? And, uh, Anyway, so I, I'm a Bears fan, and we're and they're terrible. So, uh, Patrick, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Did you did you have a any, did you have a part of a list at all here? Uh, just in general, are yeah, we back? To, sorry, I had yeah, to step general. away for a little bit. Um, That's right. Just general, my number one, yeah, my number one probably just for the past decade would be No Sit Sunday. Um, another one would probably be. How do I want to do this? I want to do this as number three. I'm going to go from one to three. And I am going to. I have trust issues because of this. You know that. You know that, right, Patrick? What? I have trust issues because of your inability to count. Going one to three, and then 67, and then 84, and then 49. I'm I'm glad to hear I have so much influence over your life, Greg. Yeah, you, you are an influencer. <laughs> let's put it that way. <laughs> Do you know why I have trust issues? Raising cookies. Yeah, like chocolate chip and raisin cookies. You know, oh. they look like chocolate chip cookies, and you take a bite, and it's definitely not. That's why I have trust issues. Anyways, oh, go ahead. Also, You're Patrick, right. check your text messages. <laughs> One second. Well, well, wait, wait, wait. Is he gonna get to read them? Can he read? Is that is that okay? No, it, it's 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 more of a suggestion than anything. I mean, it's you know something I think he'll appreciate. Okay. You know what? I, you know what I enjoyed. Radio. You know what I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed Washington State having the season they did in 2018 because I'm such a big fan of Mike Leach. I'm going to do the entire season for Washington State for my number three. Did you see what, what he tweeted out last night? Was it yesterday? It was. No, uh, I, I haven't been paying that much attention. To social he said, it was just a picture and said, uh, if I had, I think it was like a penny for every woman who didn't find me attractive, I would, or it was a dollar for every woman that didn't find me attractive, I would eventually have a woman who, like, became, who was attracted to me. Essentially, he'd have so much money they would become attracted to him. I'm like, can, can you picture any other power? I mean, any other college division one college football coach tweeting something like that. <laughs> I think he married his college sweetheart. So that would make sense. Yeah. So, um, Kevin, did you have another one or is it my turn? Um, I, I think it's your turn. Okay. Yeah, so I, I talked green Bay. Yeah. Yeah. So no, said Sunday was one of mine as well. Uh, 
the uh, originally I was thinking, oh, it was gonna be when the Giants beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl when David Tyree caught that pass on his helmet, but I think I found out that was in 2009, so it doesn't quite work. But um, so I went going to the Super Bowl in 2012 where the Giants beat the Patriots, and mainly because they the uh, Patriots were on track to have an undefeated season all the way through. And that's when they had Randy Moss and they just looked unbeatable, but somehow the Patriots did it again. So that was my next one. The thing I loved about that one was that there was a book. Somebody had already scheduled making a book. I think it was like 19 and 0. It, it was an undefeated season for him and it was up online already for pre-order before the really? Super Bowl. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. That was pretty awesome. Well, Whose turn is it? Uh, Kevin. Come up. Yeah. Um, so uh, the next one I'll do is more so the events around the game itself rather than specifically the game itself. Um, in January 2015, when Michigan uh, came to East Lansing uh, for basketball, we went back for it um, Saturday morning. It, like we burned miles for, for this Um and I took my then boyfriend a couple weeks away from proposing uh, to his one and only game so far at the Breslin Center. And we picked a good one because it was Michigan and Michigan State and MSU won. But the reason why I pick it besides that is uh, we were at the game and Sunday was a massive blizzard. And so our flight home, it, it was an early afternoon game. We were going to fly back Sunday night. Um, and the flight home was canceled because of the weather. And so we couldn't fly out until Monday night. And so we took uh, Monday day to drive over from Lansing to the assisted living facility that my grandma, uh, my last remaining grandparent was at. And my, uh, you know, boyfriend at the time met her and I got to see her and, uh, kind of talk with her a little bit. And that was actually the last time that I got to see her because she passed away in March of that year. So it's kind of special that he got to meet her before uh, she passed away. That's a good one. Yeah. Michigan yeah. Uh, lost to Michigan State, which she would be proud of. And uh, he got to meet her. So uh, that was fun. So nice. is, there, is, is a lot of your family Michigan State fans? Yeah, um, so the, the just quick aside on it, the reason why um, I'm such a diehard MSU fan is because uh, if I had gone to Michigan State, counting only first cousins, I would have been the ninth person to go there in my family. Um, only two people have gone to Michigan, one married into the family, and the other one is a cousin who is an MSU fan but went there for law school. Um, and if you count like second and third cousins and whatnot, it gets well into the double digits of people that have gone there. So that's why, um, I'm a safe fan. but yeah, that grandma met, uh, that grandpa at MSU back when it was Michigan state college. Um, and the other grandpa also went there. Cool. It's a family affair. Well, Patrick, you're up. My next one will be number two. And my yeah. number two is Cubbies win the World Series. <laughs> well, everybody, we're out of time. Thanks so much for uh, tuning in to this uh, very special. No, I'm kidding. 
Cub Sox. <laughs> we, we're uh, we're managed by a dirty little Cardinal fan. <clears throat> anyway, yeah, no. Go Tigers. So yeah, after after <laughs> after you know so many so many years of my life. I uh, never saw the Cubs win a World Series. Finally got to see him win the World Series. It's been a few years, but you know what? And Nate, you might disagree. I don't know. But I feel like we still, the Cubs still just won it. Yeah. You know? I mean, I've been a Cubs fan since I can remember. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, this last year was rough, of course. But, you know, just the fact that we, that, that the Cubs won it in the last five years, three years, it still feels like yesterday to me in a lot of ways. Yeah, my my wife got me uh, for Christmas not this year, the year before. Um, Fox Sports, or whatever you know, they have the like this whole I think it's like an hour long video essentially of the highlights and all the back and the background video of uh, them winning. And I, it feels like you're watching. I mean, if you just start from the beginning, you're like, oh, I can't believe they're down. Oh, you know, like. You, you even feel that anxiety a little bit. It was, you know, I was going to, I haven't been to a game at Wrigley Field in, in like, I think it was. The last one I went to was the night they uh, clinched the division in 2016. I haven't been since because, you know, family obligations and all that, and it's hard to to get there sometimes. But I I'd gone like five or six years before that in a row and so I was going when they, you know, were winning like 60 games a year, you know, for a couple of years. So, yeah, I would, yeah, it's, you know, that was uh, kind of like no sit Sunday, you know, like that uh, basketball season just felt kind of like magical in a way. I think 2016 really felt that way. And, you know, other fans of other teams, you know, they really have no idea what it feels like to be, you know, to win a World Series or a championship after, what, 108 years. And I really feel bad for the fans of those teams because they really have no idea what joy feels like. To them, it's just kind of a middle – it's just how things go. You know, when you're, you know, when you're a fan of an organization that cheats and steals uh, information from the Houston Astros and then uh, – all the other dirty tactics that you know the Cardinals do. So uh, yeah, I guess that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> uh, such a such a bitter pill. Yeah, I know. Um, surprised Greg didn't jump in on that. Uh, He's been beat up enough. That that was going to be my number one. I I guess I I, I remember when. It went, you know, they hit the home run um, to tie it, I think, right? Yeah, to tie it. And I thought, okay, this is, you know, the, we're, the Cubs are cursed. And then the rain happened. And, uh, you, know, it, it, you know, it just is crazy. It was a great story. And but that home run, when, when uh, guy from the Cardinals, the, uh, the Cardinals, the uh, Cleveland Indians, hit that home run to tie it. And I'm like, Oh, it's over. But the, I went to a game in Cleveland the next year. And I told my wife, I am going to walk to, to that same spot where that home run hit. Cause I wanted to be there. Cause that was so, you know, it was so important to me, I guess. 
And uh, it's pretty cool to stand there. And other people might not think it's that interesting. Um, but when, you know, you, you don't get to see it, you're, you're not at major league stadiums every day. So uh, anyway, so anyway, that would be my number one. My number two is uh, LeBron's um, when the Cavs beat the the Warriors in game seven. Uh, and we've talked about LeBron, and so we don't have to go down that road, but uh, that was just a great moment for me. I was yelling at the TV. I was stressing out. And one of the reasons why is because I have a lot of LeBron hater friends and not many you know pro LeBron friends. And so it just felt like they all shut up for a while. It was great. And the fact that they beat that the Cavs beat the 73 win Warriors team in game seven, you know, it was just, and, and both the car, the uh, Cubs and the, and the um, Cavaliers together that those two events happened within about the same year. So that was a good year for me. So that pretty much rounds up my top five. That that Warriors team was better. They deserved the win. Well, then they should have, but they didn't. Yeah, then they should have. <laughs> but anywho, uh, so I'll I'll do my three and two then. Um, number three for me is going to be the 2014, uh, not 14, 2015 Cotton Bowl take one. Uh, the one on January one, not the one on December thirty one. That shall not ever be mentioned. Um. Uh, so all, I went with the theme of I, w- I was at all uh, of these um, to try and narrow it down a little bit. Uh, so I was at the Cotton Bowl when we came back from Baylor, and that was fun. Um, I, I spent a little over half of the fourth quarter clutching my hat in my hands, rocking back and forth in near fetal position, uh, quietly muttering to myself, don't expletive it up, as it seemed like they were actually starting to mount a comeback. But they they did it, and uh, you know um, we beat Baylor, so that was fun. Um, so that that's my number three, and my number two is a little bit more recent. Even of uh, this past spring, I was at the Elite Eight game where Michigan State finally slayed the Devil and down the Blue Devils. Uh, yeah, that, that was fun. Um, watching Kenny Goins drain that three in Zion's face. <laughs> um, although I was kind of mad because uh, I got delayed getting into the game. And so uh, McQuaid's actually one of my like five, about 10, maybe five favorite uh, MSU basketball players of all time that I've gotten to watch. And I was really pissed because I didn't actually get into my seat in time to see his dunk early in the game. Um, but you know, sour grapes, but, uh, it, it was, it was fun watching us beat Duke. Um, who doesn't like that? That isn't a Duke fan for the most part. There, anytime, uh, my, yeah. anytime Duke loses an angel gets its wings. So exactly. Plus the, the other added benefit is, as I said, McQuaid is one of my favorite, uh, MSU players. He also, uh, by doing so, um, MSU winning that game made sure that he was not the second ever senior to not uh, play at MSU in a Final Four during his time there. 
there is only one class that has ever graduated from Michigan State that did not play in a Final Four if they stayed at least four years. Well, you guys have been spoiled. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Yeah, and that's what's, okay. What's the Final Four? <laughs> I, I think it's where they played in football stadiums. I think that's where – that's all I know. That's where they play basketball and football stadiums. Oh, uh, yes. That's why Syracuse did so well for so long. Eh. Uh, but, yeah, those are my two. So uh, do you guys have one left? Or... No, nope, I'm done. Wait, let me uh, double check. <laughs> Patrick? I've got my number five. Oh, yeah, there you go. My number five is when the Cary County Eagles oh, won the geez. National Senior Hockey Championship. That was huge. Shorzy, Shorzy, my boy, came through in the end. They were down, and he took one for the team. Oh, you're he kidding t- me. Took his, he, took, oh, he took his enforcer in, in, enforcer role. He went to town on the number one player on the opposing team. I can't think of his name. And the Cary County Eagles just came back, and they won. And they partied like none other. And they brought back jock jams. And it was okay. And Bro Dude is the greatest energy drink ever. So there you go. My number five. And did somebody take their skate off and try to stab somebody with it? No. They no, totally, don't have to go more? Uh, no. No, I know. It, I was disappointed too. Yeah. But, you know, you, it, it was still a good win. It was. I, I was proud of the boys. Ferda. Ferda. Should we explain the reference or... The, the you mean, do you, you mean, do you want you mean you want me to explain it to you? Yeah. Oh, I, I, think, I, think our, I think our listeners are astute enough to know what I'm oh, talking about. Oh, I don't about. know about that. Uh, you guys, you guys, you guys need to watch Letterkenny. You guys need to watch Letterkenny. Letter that's why. Yeah, that's why I expect. Yeah. So I, and, I, and, I, and 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 I give 100 credit to uh, Greg on that one. He's one who reminded me of that glorious, glorious championship game. So I googled Cary County Eagles and it just goes to Ireland. I'm like, that's not Letterkenny. So, uh, I've been to Cary County in Ireland. Should we talk? No, we don't want to talk about that. But go ahead. Wait, wait, wait. Is, got, is this is that anything? Is is that going to be anything like your uh, Italy trip? No, no, <laughs> not at all. Don't no. think the good oh, people. Actually, here, have this. I, I think I don't know if I've said this, but we were in. Ireland in a little small town. We went to the same bar two nights in a row. And this guy was sitting at the end of the the bar both nights just drinking. And the second night, because I'm wearing my Nebraska hat, he like waves at me. I'm like, oh, how's it going? He's like, go Big Red. He points at my hat. I'm like, go Big Red. Yeah. And that was it. That was the whole conversation. He, you know, he just, he saw Nebraska and he says, go big red. I'm like, all right. And he was, he was Irish. So he just sees it and that's what he thinks, you know. So, he knows three English words and it was go big red. That's awesome. You know, the Irish do speak English just so you know, but, uh, <laughs> it is in, 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 Irish English, whereas the English speak English English, but we yes. speak uh, true English. I guess this we is American. This is as good a time as any uh, to ask if any of you uh, guys have 
plans on going to the Nebraska-Illinois game in Ireland in 2021. It was talked about in my household when it first came out, but I haven't heard anything since. Yeah, it sounds like that. In order to get tickets, you have to. Uh, how I mean, you have to almost pay early, right? Or it's it's a to lot of money. Far out, you have to. Yeah, this far uh, out. Yes. Well, and, and you got to do a package, I think. Yes, you have to do package. a package, and their single game tickets don't go on sale until like January of twenty one. Okay, so that's the issue because the, the prices I saw. I'm like, I promise you, I could get there and back, you know, and I could do that for half of that price. Well, here's you know, the thing: getting tickets to the game is going to be easy. It's getting tickets to Ireland that's going to be tough. Because um, you it, know, I mean, you're either you're going to have flights. to fly. Yeah, the flights. That's, that's what's going to be tough and expensive, unless you go far enough out early, or you fly into another country, bum around, and then go to Ireland. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can go fuck try flying in Scotland or something. But uh, the reason why we ended up going to Ireland is we were planning on flying to Alaska, and then I'm like, I saw how much it was. I'm like, what in the world? And I and I literally typed in, eh, let's see how much it costs to fly to Ireland, and it was like two hundred dollars more. And I'm like, oh, let's just go to Ireland, and that's how we ended up going. And so. I would love to go, but right now we are in, my wife and I are currently in operation Italy 2021. So, uh, I don't know if Ireland's going to fit in that. Uh, not, not for us either. Um, we've got, it, it's nothing against Husker football, but if we travel to Europe, um, for anything, it, it'll be for pure vacation rather than, flying all the way over there and then taking up most of a day with the football. We, we love college football. We just, if we fly overseas, us personally, our interest would be um, not, not taking up a day with tailgating and, and doing college football over there um, is all. It, it's a cool idea. It's just not one that matches our interests is all. Okay. Well, I, um, I agree with Kevin. Uh, who, was, <laughs> who, who, who is that? Is that Patrick or is that? Yes. Right. Oh, Patrick. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't disagree, but I I'm also the guy who centered in a, a vacation around uh, Nebraska's uh, trip to UCLA in September of 2012. We that like we that were, was. Were the, you at Were you at that game too? I was at that game. I was I was working out of uh, Arizona at the time. And I got tickets way early on and me and a bunch of friends went to that game and man, that, yeah. Yeah. Cool. We're in the same stadium. And we didn't even know it. I was the one wearing red. You might've seen me. Oh, I think I was wearing uh, gray. Ah, UCLA, you say? UCLA, I say. <laughs> well, I, I think you, Kevin and I have been to the same stadium. Euclid. Uh, no, I, I was not at that game, actually, Patrick, or uh, Nate. Um, that was MSU 2012 that you're thinking of. I was not at that one. I was at MSU Nebraska 2013, 2014, 2015, and 2018, okay. however. So if oh. any of you were at any of at, those games, I was, I was at th- I was at two of those games. Nice. Okay. Uh-huh. So uh, once again, back to the Nebraska-Illinois thing. That's in Dublin, the game is. I've never been to Dublin. I flew into Shannon, which I suggest for everybody. Because if you're going to drive, we drove through Ireland. And for people who don't know, that's uh, they, you know, 
they drive on the opposite side of the road on the opposite side of the car. And so I suggest if you want to drive a car, you find the Shannon to, so then you get your kind of figure out how to drive in Ireland instead of trying to get a rental car in Dublin and all of a sudden, legs. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, by the way, um, everyone's going the wrong way. The roundabouts are the wrong way. And, uh, and so I, I, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I think Ireland, what my wife and I both said was it is, you almost get bored and, and annoyed by how beautiful that country is. And it's like constant green. And then there's other parts where it's kind of these pretty browns. And, uh, so, and, and I'd almost rather just go there and not go to the football game. Cause I, we enjoyed it that much. So it is easier to drive on the other side of the road. If the steering column and pedals are on the other side of the car, I will say that. Cause I've, um, I've tried driving in the U.S. Virgin Islands where they're U.S. cars, but on roads where you drive on the other side, and that is just a mess trying yeah. to figure that out in your head. Whereas, I, I guess – go ahead, sorry. Uh, whereas um, in a different Caribbean island, Barbados, um, we got a mini moke that day, which is sort of like a small dune buggy-like car, and drove around for one of the days there. And uh, it's a lot easier to drive to like mentally make note that you're on the other side of the road there when you're on the other side of the car. It, it's almost, I wouldn't say easy, but it's, it's really, you have to kind of like try to, in, in a way I, I found you have to like try to put yourself in like American shoes to drive on the other side of the road uh, from what they drive when you're, you're in that setup, so to speak. Yeah, that'd be really hard because when you're driving in Ireland and you know, and also in Britain, that you're just you're driving next to the the line going down the middle of the road. Now, then, if you're on the now, I'm getting, I'm getting this mixed up, right? Anyways, that that, that would kind of like I just felt like when I was in Ireland, things made sense after about five hours. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, but before that, it's like, you know, you're kind of taking a while to, you know, you're going a little slower. And by the way, even when you're, you're after like three or four days driving, they drive so much faster than you want to drive. I rarely went the speed limit. And I felt like I was in a video game, like flying down the road. And there, and I still had to pull over for them to, to go around me. And, uh, and I'd love to do it again. So. Uh, but I'm I'm gonna interject for one second to add I didn't do my number one yet. Oh, and, I'm sorry. And, uh, no, no, no. Uh, I I bring this up because uh, you guys mentioned UCLA. Well, I bet you can guess which game is number one on my list. Oh, jeez. The 2014 Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all, on its 100th birthday. Is that the one that Wisconsin can't win? Uh, probably, that, that, yeah. That that's the bowl they keep going to, but never win. You know who else lost a lot of Rose Bowls? I think Bo Schembechler. You and uh, I, I, yeah, you and Mer- and sorry, Michigan. Oh. <laughs> I I we, I, I, I like still need to learn. Don't we still need to learn it? 
Every, oh no, we're supposed to have an episode that, where you just yeah, kind of that, trash that, on them. Yeah, that, that'll be another podcast, obviously. But this one is where I, I uh, trash on you guys for not having proper appreciation for the granddaddy of them all. But there is nothing better than making it to the Rose Bowl for the first time in 25 years. Preferably, don't take that long, by the way, to in between games. But making it there, going up against a quality, uh, I believe they were top five team at the time, I think uh, Stanford was. We finished in the top five. I know we were at number three. Um, but going up against them, watching the sunset on the San Gabriel Mountains as you get late in the game, and then having the walk-on uh, linebacker come in and make the game-winning stop late in the game. It, it's it's beautiful doing that. <laughs> uh, God, that that bowl game is just it's special. It it really is. Hey, I uh, people always want to talk up the Rose Bowl, and every time they do in the Slack chat room. Here comes, I think, as a Husker Mike. I think he's the one that does it. He's like, yeah, place is a dump, and it's not a dump. It's just boring. Yeah, I, but it's it, like, like it's it's nothing special. Yeah, but it's just, I actually kind of like it's the Rose Bowl though. You know, it, the stadium might be a dump, but it's like it's still it, the it, Rose it, Bowl. It, it, it's in a beautiful setting. I understand the attraction to it. I understand the Big Ten's attraction to it. My problem is that it is. It's it historically been more of a hindrance, I think, to the national interest or the national betterment of college football than it has been a benefit. Oh, come on. You guys have been around almost a decade. You realize that the Big Ten doesn't really care about being relevant. Uh, what we yeah, care about exactly. is tradition. Exactly. And that's why you, we you take your air raid it. offense off to Washington State. You you heathens, you we yeah. like a one and a half yards in a cloud of dust. Bring back, rawr, bring rawr. back the days of no forward pass. If it wasn't for the Rose Bowl, the '94 Nebraska football team would have been able to play Penn State. And if it wasn't for the Rose Bowl, the '97 Nebraska football team would have been able to play Michigan, and they would have beaten them both. And there would have been no questions whatsoever over the national championships over either of those years. Well, there you go. That's my issue with the Rose Bowl. And you guys really shouldn't have gotten it in 2002. It should have stayed as a traditional Rose Bowl, Pac-12, Big Ten. I don't like this whole modern tradition of of uh, we don't talk about blasphemy. That the, yeah, well, <laughs> it, it, it's just it's it's blasphemy. The Rose Bowl is the Big Ten versus the Pac-12 on New Year's Day. It should never, ever, ever change when it's played, what time it kicks off at, or what conferences play each other. If it's not that. It is not the real Rose Bowl, and that Rose Bowl never happened that year. It was another bowl game, just another bowl game. We we we, we Nebraskans pretend that bowl game didn't happen either. <laughs> yep, you you guys with that one. Uh, also, <laughs> correspondingly, me as a result. You know, since I I am an adopted Cornhusker, and uh, we'll also agree that that second iteration of the Cotton Bowl 2015 never happened. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was that was my number one. Uh, also, the, the grass is pretty cool. Of, I hope the whole decade of Nebraska football didn't happen. Who with that? Last like two decades. Said, in last two decades. Yeah. In particular, if we can take a certain game from the 11, 12, 15, and 18 seasons, <laughs> I am a thousand percent on board. How do you remember these? I, I, I can't remember the years of anything. 
I just, I just, you know, I, oh. I can remember years up until my mid to late twenties, and then everything is just kind of a hodgepodge. <laughs> yeah, you, you forgot. I'm a, I'm a amateur policy wonk kind of guy out here in DC. So you know, I, yeah, I'm, I have a I'm, thing I'm, with stats sometimes. Not, yeah. not like actual good stats, just like you know, names, dates, basic stuff like that. Yeah, I'm basing mine off of, okay, is it the year I graduated from high school and then college and then law school? And then that's kind of it. Like, that's why, like, okay, yeah, I was in law school at that time. It was my second or second or third year. That would have been 2011. You know, that's how I kind of think about it. Now, after, ever since then, no idea. I do I, generally know the date in the fall based on, uh, knowing the football schedule. So typically I, I know what they like date the day of the week is specifically because of what football game is going on that Saturday. So that is what I call a talent. I don't have it. That's okay. I guess there's nothing I can do about it. You know, it could be a skill and I'm just not willing to put the work in and you were, which makes you a better person than I am. So uh, I'm also getting, you know, less, uh, filled with my memory as I grow in age, obviously, you know, it's uh, something that happens. So I, I, have we exhausted this podcast? I think so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, is the longest of bang rings and daggers that we've ever had. <laughs> yeah. That's why I said, bring it right. That's why I said, you know, and we, you know, we, I don't know if we did bring it, but we tried. Exactly. So with that you know said, what? we hope, you, we hope you all are, Go yeah. for it. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm just looking forward to the Big Ten basketball schedule. It's it much, much more play. interesting. It's much more, I think it'll be much more fun to talk about than Texas AM Corpus Christi. So, hey, go ahead, Patrick. Oh, I was just going to say, everybody, thank you for listening. We hope you've gained some sort of insight into whatever the hell we were talking about tonight. And remember, going into the new year, if you can't say something nice, say something clever but devastating. Thanks, folks.